How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Beso Profundo podcast. Yay! How's it going, Sam? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Uh, Sam, by the way. Oh, rough. I... Oh, I can't. I, I even did it now. Okay, so uh, brief recap. I we literally just talked about this before we started recording. Like, I don't know why last time on the last episode I started with like, "Oh, welcome back," instead of like the "Hey, how's it going?" And what I normally say. And then I was, I'm sitting here like, "You got it. You can do it. You just got to say the. It. You just got to say the line." And then I fumble right at the the finish line where I didn't introduce <laughs> ourselves. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Sam. It's okay. You still did great. Uh, okay. <laughs> I worked today. I'm very tired. Yeah. Well, welcome back. We're excited to do the podcast because mm-hmm. this one is Sam's choice. It is. All my little theater nerds out there. I know. If you didn't already know by the title of the episode, What You're Getting Into, we are talking about musicals. Yes. I'm so excited. Strap in. I know. We So we were debating whether to do... What was it, Sam? Like whether to do like a single musical at a time, mm-hmm. by I think you were talking about ones that were like by a specific, like what was it, producer or like what was it? Yeah, I didn't know if it would be beneficial for us to structure the episode or rather pick musicals for the episode based on like producer or composer or whatever. So like Sondheim musicals versus like yeah. Schwartz musicals um, versus like Alan Menken or whatever and Disney, but we decided to structure it a little bit differently. So we each picked a few musicals that we either like or found interesting, and we're going to dive into those. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that later on we're not going to look at them individually, you know, however many episodes down the road, like if we're really, you know, sitting here like, Oh man, like I really want to just like focus on Hades Town or oh my god, Avenue Q. Like mm-hmm. we could we could still do that, but you know, we just wanted to talk about musicals in general cuz I think the last two episodes were mine where we did Mayday Parade and then that was us coming back from camping and we're like, "Oh, what do we do?" And then we just we did uh Season Cycle, which I yes. really enjoyed. And we're having issues with that right now, and hopefully yes. by the time this episode comes out, it'll be fixed. Yeah, for some reason it's not showing up on Spotify even though it says it's published. I know. Super weird. It's so dumb because like Literally, we didn't do anything different. We edited mm-hmm. it and posted it as we do normal, you know, do like the tags and blah, blah, blah. But it just it's just not showing up. So we're like having to go back and forth with the our RSS feed, like, you know, our host being like, why? What's going on? Please mm-hmm. help. So it's dumb. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it, it'll it'll be resolved. Everything will be fixed. Whatever we have to do, we have yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I back everything up to my uh to my external hard drive, so no matter what happens. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh yeah, well, because I like I've heard stories about people being like, "Wow, my all my data got corrupted and I lost everything." So I'm like, "Wow, that's terrifying." Like, what happened to? Because I think one of the podcasts that I listened to, the, their first episode is like episode thirty five. Because everything before that is just gone. 
And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. And we don't have that many episodes right now. So, you know, what, like, what if we got up tomorrow and Hey, episodes one through eight are just, we're like, Oh, that's just so much hard work. I know. I I do not want that to happen. So it's all backed up. Right. We're, We're dealing with it, but yeah. So today we are talking about musicals. Oh, and I wanted to make a note of one of the ones that uh, that I think we both really liked, which was Sweeney Todd. We're going to mm-hmm. mention it, but we're not covering it specifically in this episode because, you know, fall is just around the corner after all. Yeah. Sweeney Todd's pretty <laughs> spooky. Laughs maniacally. I want to. I can't wait for that because you know I'm going to put in just as many s- silly, stupid sound effects as I can. It'll be. It'll sound like a Scooby Doo episode. There'll be like crazy lightning and creaking boards just for no reason. Hmm. Oh, I love it. It'll be great. Getting in, getting into theater and like musical theater performing. Sam, you have more experience with it than. I do because mm. I, I I'm an amateur. Like I don't even I don't even want to call myself an amateur. I wasn't even really in it that much. It's just like I did. I went to shows, but I only ever was in one, and that was the senior review. Well, not the senior review. It's just the review at the end of the mm-hmm. year. That's that's all I did. Is that just like a compilation of? shows or like a yeah jukebox it, kind of thing it's yeah it's basically like a jukebox kind of mishmash hodgepodge kind of thing where mm. i as far as i can understand it's like there's a theme and i think our theme was like oh god i don't even remember because there was a bunch of stuff like we did thriller we did Oh, what a night, which I danced in. We did, um, I think there was one called like mixtape that, that Caitlin did. There was like a bunch of like cool stuff, but Mm. like just from all kinds of different shows and artists and just all smashed together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It sounds like something similar that we did, but we called it showcase. Oh, is it like, it's it's, it's like the same thing or how does it differ? It's like similar. Yeah. It's like. Basically, it's kind of almost like a talent show, except no one's really like a winner or a loser. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like anyone could do it. But ours was also like themed. So in the beginning, it used to be the jazz and Broadway showcase. So like you could only pick like a jazz or a musical song or a song from a musical. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was super cool. And then at the end, we'd have like one big number that everybody did. Oops. Keep hitting my interface. (laughs) No, that's okay. We're making crazy sounds. I'm, I keep getting super thirsty and leaning back to like get away from my microphone. But in post, it, <laughs> it always shows up where I'm like, oh, gotta be discreet. And then you just hear like the, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's really cool. So like, yeah, like for, for review, you had to, I know you had to try out and then, you know, they'd put you where they want to put you and, mm-hmm. and all that. It's just, it didn't work out for me super well because I have super intense stage fright. Oh no. Yeah, I do. And I don't know why is that when that kicks in, I smile like an insane person. <laughs> like I should, I look like I should be locked up because I don't know what else to do. And I don't know where that comes from. Well, okay. I, I, that's not true. I'm just a generally like shy person. Like, especially when I first meet people, I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, what's up? But like, mm-hmm. 
that's like amplified to 10 because like, you know, when you're performing, there are people there watching you, Mm -hmm. watching your every move. And like, I know that, you know, when I, when I watch shows, cause I've gone to, you know, I've gone to shows like Jungle Book, Oliver, Midsummer's Night Dream. Like I watched high my high school class like perform those and stuff like that so like you know if if there's like the main people in the middle like with like doing stuff like oh Mowgli is talking to Baloo like I know that my eyes will wander and I'll see like the one person in the back just being trying to be like one of the monkey King Louis monkeys and mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's funny so like I know that even if I'm not the center of attention someone's someone's seeing me and they're looking yeah. at me being absolutely cracked <laughs> I had a friend that I don't know if it was I think I think he just loves to smile. Yeah. Cuz literally every year in at least one part of the show there would be like a sad scene or something and oh. he would always get yelled at for smiling <laughs> during oh my the God. most like depressing scenes. Me too, I, man. I mean, Me too. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he just is like naturally a smiley person and yeah, I don't know. They're like, but this it was is Victorian funny. England, and you're dying of uh, like leprosy. Be sadder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No so, smiling if you have leprosy. No, you're supposed to be sad. This is a bad yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> when I when I mentioned that I was a, a thriller, I was a zombie, and you know we're supposed to be like shambling and like crawling towards the main group, and mm-hmm. then there's just me. The happiest zombie to be there, I look like I'm going to get, like, a very f- super fresh meal. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. When everyone is, you know, moaning and they're, like, <laughs> jaws are all slumped. I'm just like, hey, all right. This is awesome. <laughs> I actually <laughs> love that. I'm just glad to be part of the mob. This is really cool. Thanks for inviting me. No, it's just <laughs> So, like, what was – what's your experience with musical theater? So I also was an extremely shy child, which is funny because now <laughs> no way, as an I don't adult, believe it. I, <laughs> I really enjoy performing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still get horribly nervous and I should probably take shots before I perform. But you kill um, it. But <laughs> thank you. But as a kid, I literally like one time I tried to perform with my brother and our neighbors at like our block party. Oh. We tried to do a Beatles song and I was supposed to sing it. And I was so nervous that I literally dropped the mic and like ran inside and then cried for like an hour. Oh, so th- no. Yeah. So like that's the kind I had a really bad stage fright as well. Yeah. But, but- I also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but like, how did you how did you get over that? Well, thankfully, my brother, who also is a musician and a performer, I was obsessed with him growing up. And so I wanted to do literally everything that he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. You're just like, for for a little while, you're kind of like his little minion. I was. Yeah, I would follow him around. He'd get really annoyed. But That's that's adorable. Thank you. So his eighth grade year... When I was in sixth grade, our middle school did Bye Bye Birdie as our winter musical. And he hadn't been in the musicals before, which is funny because he's very good on stage. And just all of a sudden, he just wanted to do Bye Bye Birdie as well? Yeah. Like, it's my eighth grade year. It's my last year of middle school. Like, I might as well do it. And then I was like, well, I want to do it because he's going to do it. Yeah. So then I wound up being in the show. I had, like, I think I had one line. Oh. And he was Albert, who's like the main character of Bye Bye Birdie. And really? I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And That's then so after cool. that, I was like, 
I love theater because I hadn't like growing up, we never really saw shows that much as a kid. Like every once in a while we would go into Boston and see like the Broadway on in Boston shows. That's so cool. We did that too. Yeah. But most of the time, like my parents aren't really big musical people. My brother actually doesn't like a lot of musicals except for like Sweeney Todd. I know. Well, because he he makes fun of us for liking Disney too. And he Disney's does. Like musicals. What a butt. Yeah, he's so lame sometimes. I know, Derek. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just devolves, and we're just talking shit. This is just a shit post now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Derek. We're just dumping on him. That's ah, okay. Yeah, we we're gonna do Disney soon, but that's beside. Yes, we yeah. will. But that's when I really got into theater is after Bye Bye Birdie because I had so much fun with the show, and then every year <laughs> until like through college, I did the musicals or the plays. That's so. excellent. Thank you. That. See, like much respect because I totally could not. I do not have, I don't have the chops, as they say, in musical theater. <laughs> not that I would know. I was there for a semester and then I left. I was like, okay, I did it. I'm never doing this again. Goodbye. <laughs> Just so, so silly. Oh, wait, no. I did, okay, because I'm reading my notes here too. I did do another show when I was a little kid, and it's because I had to. And, I think it was like in early middle school or something like that. But I remember so distinctly being on stage and I think we were singing like Christmas songs. So they just had like all the little, you know, little melon headed kids like me. Uh, it, I, I have a big head. It's fine. I, <laughs> and, and it was even worse when I was a child. So there's this little melon headed Jonathan on stage and we're supposed to sing Christmas songs. And I remember I started and then I was like looking over at like some of the other kids that were doing it and then i looked back out and then it was sort of like the it was like i was looking through a fisheye lens it's where i just mm. they, all the people and then i just stopped and then i just didn't sing anymore <laughs> so it was just me just like it was just me just standing there just afraid <laughs> oh no yeah but i like super super serious appreciation for you know, especially musicals because of like the technical skill that when it comes to singing, like I already love like musical performers, like how you can just, you'll get nervous, but you'll still perform for like everybody and you'll, you know, you'll do your thing. You have your upcoming gig coming up and there are people going to that. And that's so crazy to me. And so like with musical theater, it takes a step up where it's like you're singing, you're dancing, you're remembering lines. There's so much more involved. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, I always wished I was a better dancer. That's like the one thing that I wish I was more skilled in is I wish I could dance better. And also dancing and singing at the same time. Yeah. So hard. Like the control that you have to have in order to like keep your voice like steady and you mm -hmm. know, keep going. Uh, no, but you more than make up for it with the singing part. You're good. Thank you. You're welcome. So like what shows have you seen on or off Broadway? Like what have you gone to? Because I know, like I said, I know you go to a lot. Yes. Now that I live in New York City, I definitely go to way more shows than I did when I was a kid. Yeah. They're still expensive, unfortunately, but New York is really great about having like a lot of the shows on Broadway's on Broadway will have lotteries. So you basically like enter in in the morning and then by noontime, they if you win, they send you an email 
That's cool. And yeah. And if you win, you get discounted tickets and you have to buy them like within the hour. So it's like soup. So if you like miss the email, you're like kind of screwed. But but you wind up getting really good deals. Like I took my friend Hannah. I won the lottery to see Wicked and I took my friend Hannah and we were in the orchestra like five rows back oh and so paid, that's like so close yeah normally like a 300 dollars ticket i paid 50 dollars for no way yeah so the that's lottery awesome. is really cool if you can win i highly recommend it especially in the winter when there's like not a lot of people like in january or february when people yeah, like don't people, visit as much right people don't want to get out and like fight through the snow and traffic and all that right but so i've seen quite a few since i've been here i've seen into the Woods. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I'm jealous. I loved Little Shop. Oh my God, it was so good. It's technically off Broadway, but it was so good. And Jeremy Still. Jordan was in it, and Christian Borel. Oh I don't. God. I don't know them, but I'm happy that you're excited. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like I want to see my that. Oh, my sorry. theater freaks will uh, will know who they are. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I can just imagine there's probably like one person that's like, oh my God, you saw them. Meanwhile, I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> I, I'm just happy you're happy. Thank uh, you. But yeah, like that's so cool. Like Little Shop of Horrors and Rocky Horror Picture Show. I want to see so bad. Mm, I want to mm-hmm. see so bad. And I think it's really funny is that right now I'm watching One Piece and I am in the Marine Ford arc from my serious anime heads out there. And you know it's coming. I know it's coming. I've seen it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I'm big sad <laughs> about it. But there's one character named Ivankov who is modeled after Tim Curry's character in Rocky Horror. Like the, oh. what is it, Frankenfurter? Yes. Yeah. So he's literally modeled after Frankenfurter, where it's like the sort of like red jumpsuit corset thing with like the fishnets. Like mm-hmm. literally it's it's him. It's him in one piece. And that's it's super crazy. So that it only like reaffirms I'm like, I have to see the show. I don't even know what it's about. I only know I that don't either. There's he does a song about transvestites and I'm like, that's all I know. That's my knowledge mm-hmm. of Rocky Horror. I feel that. Oh, but people always talk about it. And mm-hmm. like I was at the mall the other day and there was a lady who had him on the back of her leg. I want to want to fucking see the show. No way. Yeah, like a tattoo of Tim Curry as like the character. I think it was like him swinging on like a pole or something. Fantastic. It was really cool. But I'm sorry. What other shows have you seen? <laughs> oh, no worries. I've seen, let's see. I've also seen Hades Town. Mm. You have your poster? Um, I do. It's up on my right. Yes. I love that show. I've seen Muse- uh, Newsies twice because that was my favorite show for a while. Yeah. And back in the day, my grandmother took me to see Mary Poppins in Boston, which was so fun. And we'll be talking about Mary Poppins today. Yeah. Also, as well as Into the Woods. like Yes. And we're, I think we're kind of blending like our favorite shows with ones that we've seen. Because ones that I've seen, because I've, I've seen ones that are you know, in the theater and like on Broadway and stuff like that. And then also recordings of them, which those also mm-hmm. count. Like if you've watched those, but I watched Aladdin in on, on Broadway and it was fantastic. <gasps> Aladdin is one so of good. Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney movies. So that's like either like my first or my second. That's Caitlin's I, favorite too, right? No, Caitlin's favorite is little mermaid. Oh, 
Yeah. It's really funny because I remember one time we were like trying to pick what movie to watch and <laughs> we were like narrowing it down and we got it down to Aladdin or Little Mermaid and I could tell what she wanted, but I still wanted to watch Aladdin. She's like, do you want to watch Little Mermaid huh? or Aladdin? <laughs> and I was like, Aladdin. And she's like, Little Mermaid or I'm like, Aladdin, <laughs> put on Aladdin. I want and so she's like, Fuck, fine. All right. Jeez. That's but, so funny. So that's like, hey, uh, Hercules and Aladdin for me always fight. But mm. and, and then also, what's her name who plays the lead muse in Hercules was in Hades Town. Yes, I yes, re- I forget her name too. But I don't remember her name. But yeah, so she's I don't I don't what what is her role in Hades Town? Um, she is the um the narrator. Oh, the narrator. She has a wonderful voice. I so. forget what what the character's name is but the narrator basically yeah okay so yeah so i've seen aladdin uh i watched a what was it uh, a christmas carol with Ke- like kelsey Grammer, and kelsey Grammer also played sideshow bob from the simpsons oh i think it was like i don't know if it was like a movie but it was like a movie musical i like it it's, it's i mean it's not a live show but um but also the steven universe movie that technically counts as a musical i looked mm. it up please do not at me <laughs> i watched a recording of Spamalot from 2005 with tim curry again he, he keeps popping up tim curry played the king mm. big fan of monty python by the way super big fan i would watch um what is it not life of brian um Oh God. It's like when you're trying to remember your favorite book and all of them leave your brain immediately. What's the one that's like medieval themed? Oh, only life of Brian pops into my head, but you know what I'm talking about? So that one, uh, and the sound of music I've also seen. Mm, mm-hmm. So yeah, like, you know, today's episode musicals of all kind, Broadway productions, movie musicals, lots of stuff. You know, Jonathan, I think you're going to have to come back to New York because. Why? The, what are you about to tell me? What are you about to tell me? Because the opening night for Monty Python's Spamalot on Broadway is October 16th. Or November 16th. Sorry. It's coming back to Broadway. Are you going to make me drive to New York? Yes. <laughs> Looks like they're playing yes. through 2024. Oh, my God. Yep. I forgot that this was coming back to Broadway. Oh, at the St. James Theater. Nice. Mm. Well, they have, it looks like they're, they're, the previews begin on Halloween, but it looks like, it looks like the show was running until April. That's a so, lot, of, that's a lot of time. That I is probably, a lot of time. I, I want to see, I want to see spam a lot, like in, 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 on the theater, in the theater broadway whatever on the mm-hmm. stage i want to see that because it's so funny because it has you know like it has the that's it let monty python and the holy grail mm-hmm. like i i think uh because i watched a few days ago like it has the knights who say knee in it and i thought that was funny like mm-hmm. it's just they're they're hilarious it's so beautifully written i also want to see a fish what is it a fish named wanda that was by eric idol he also I, he, i'm pretty sure he wrote that but still, they're they're fantastic. Eric Idle has such a talent for musical theater and like writing songs. Like 
Always Look on the Bright Side of Life is like one of their most iconic songs that they've ever done. And, and he wrote that. Oh my God. Are you, are you, are you a fan of the Pythons? Um, not really. I'm sorry. Now I'm just, now I'm just gushing. I've steered us away from the general <laughs> and I'm like, do you like them? Oh my God. I love them. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I freaked out about Jeremy Jordan. So. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to look more into this, but so like, what are your favorite shows ever? What do you like? My favorite shows ever. My top four. Top four. Number one. Not three. Is... That would be too specific. Right. And also four is my favorite number. So. Okay. Mine's 13. My top. My top. <laughs> your favorite number is 15? 13. Oh, 13. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah, Just you, like Taylor you. Swift. Oh my God. No. We have to do, we have to do another <laughs> episode of Taylor Swift immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you would agree to that instantly. Oh, of course. <laughs> I will never be opposed to doing a Taylor Swift episode. Ever. <laughs> the day the day the day that you say that we're not gonna do a Taylor Swift episode is the day the podcast shuts down. Right. Right. Sorry. Which will never happen. Never. <laughs> we're doing this forever until they put us in a box. We're going to be 85 and talking yeah. about Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've all been ashes for like a hundred years. And we were like, do you remember that time? And you're like poking me with a stick, trying to wake me up. <laughs> Jonathan, your oatmeal's ready. Oh, put the bananas <laughs> on it. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, we're just old, oh, old, old, I? And, old and senile, just like with a microphone in between us. It's the... We're going to talk about something for like five minutes and then ramble about the weather and how our days are. And then forget what we were doing. Yeah. And then just leave. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like a six hour episode because we forgot to turn the mics off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What, what are your fa top favorite four favorite number shows? My top favorite four. Number one, although it is a horribly disturbing musical the music is so good that my top favorite is spring awakening what is that my number two spring awakening oh yes. it's so good i don't know anything it's about it. it's based on i want to say it's based on a play that takes place like in i think the 1800s in germany Ooh. and it's basically about these this group of teenagers and this was like during the time, it might not be the 1800s, I kind of forget, but it was during this time in Germany when like parents were extremely, what's it called? Paranoid? Like paranoid and they sheltered the kids a lot. Oh. So the teenagers were like obviously like past puberty and they're interested in exploring like other people's bodies and their own bodies and stuff like that. Oh. And the parents are like, no no you can't do that oh spring away oh so it's like an awakening yeah so it's like, like it's it's pretty intense there's i would definitely check check the trigger warnings if you're interested in watching it there are yeah. bootlegs online of the original cast which has leah michelle in it and jonathan groff but there are some parts that are really disturbing but the music is really good and the but story it, so, is really beautiful it's supposed to make you like uncomfortable with like the themes of right like, coming of age right right oh, okay so yeah check that yeah. out that sounds really cool yeah i super would recommend it my second favorite is newsies which is like the opposite it's disney oh it's, it's like so nice and fresh yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> very it's like dancey. spring awakening it's like, oh. 
Yeah, Spring Awakening is definitely dark. Newsies is very bright. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still, you know, themes in it that's hard to watch. I feel like a lot of musicals have, you know, themes that are yeah difficult. But my number three is The Last Five Years. Also love the music in that one. Mm-hmm. And my number four is Hades Town, which is the best show I've seen on Broadway so far. Besides Little Shop, but that's technically off Broadway, so. Oh, okay. See, I don't know... <laughs> Your favorite shows, like I've I've never okay I've heard of Hades Town because mm-hmm. I think I got like what was it It was like adverse or whatever about like the new showings and it was somebody's last show I guess it was like a what is who's the old man in Hades Town Oh um, Andre De Shields I maybe I don't know his name but I saw that it was like oh check out Hades Town because he's about to leave forever. Mm. I so, think it was Andre, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've at le- I'm at least familiar with Hades Town, but the other ones, no, not at all. Like mine mm-hmm. are are very different. Like my number one musical that I love is Sweeney Todd, and mm, good one. The new show is coming out very soon. Yes. 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 Which I'm I very- think it's already on Broadway. Oh, it's already there. Okay. Yes. Well, do check it out because the music is fantastic. I like how it differs from the Tim Burton version because what was it? It was a story. Then it's the musical. Then Tim Burton took it. So there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. there. I love Sweeney Todd. It's super dark. Uh, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Aladdin and I instantly fell in love with it because it's one of my favorite Disney movies. And I love Genie. My number three is The Sound of Music, which I really like. A good one, a classic. Classic, timeless. Not even just the movie. Like, I like the the stage play also. And Mm -hmm. then Avenue Q. And Avenue Q is so different from everything else because it is so silly and it is so funny. Like, some of the songs from it are just, like, when I first watched it, I was shocked. That's one of the puppets, right? Yes, Avenue Q. Part of it is... You know, the the puppets, part of it is, like, actual people. But Avenue Q, like, one of the songs is literally called The Internet's Made for Porn. Oh, yeah, the, internet's, <laughs> the Internet is for porn. I'm not wearing underwear today. Uh, there's another one called The Money Song. And then If You Were Gay. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's it's all over the place. It's in, And it's so funny. So it's, like, a comedy. Fantastic. I like it. But so as far as our favorites go, we're moving into uh, the, the big heavy hitters. And mm-hmm. the first is one of yours. And that's that's Into the Woods, which I only just learned about. Yes. So Into the Woods, I saw actually that was the last musical that I saw on Broadway. I saw okay. it, I believe, last September. And it was incredible. Unfortunately, it's not on Broadway anymore. I think they Ooh. might still be touring yeah i know but they might still be on tour currently in the u.s but oh my god it was so so good and it's just (laughs) oh it's a timeless classic into the woods is a 1987 musical with music and lyrics by stephen sondheim and book by james lapine or lapine 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 whatever yeah so basically the musical if you're not familiar with into the woods it intertwines the plots of several brothers Grimm fairy tales so for example rapunzel Jack and the Beanstalk, Little Red Riding Hood, and Cinderella, Mm. to name a few. So there's a lot of, like, really familiar characters, but their stories all cross over. And it's tied together by this story involving a childless baker and his wife, 
and they begin to want to start a family, but the baker's dad, I believe, was cursed by this witch. So wasn't that also a movie? Like, I think I saw yes. when I was looking at one of the songs, wasn't James Corden like the baker? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Disney made it in a, into a movie, I think, 2014. Okay. Uh, James Corden was in it, as well as Anna Kendrick. Emily Blunt, I think, played his wife. Oh, see, I, lo- I, I like both Corden's of them. Wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Em- or wait, was Emily Blunt the, the wife or was she the witch? She was the wife. Um, okay. I think, um, oh my God, what is her name? Let's look um, she was in the Devil's Wear, Devil Wears Prada. Why can I, why am I blanking on her name? She's Thank literally. It's, uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Thank oh. you. Oh, and how I, could I forget? Wow. This is a star-studded cast. Holy shit. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Fine. Anna Kendrick, Emily Blunt, Billy Munginson. I don't know you, but Frances de la Tour as the giant because she's a very tall lady. How could I forget Meryl Streep's name? The goat. I know. But wow. Okay. So, I mean, if anything, if you don't want to watch the musical, check out the movie. Yeah, the movie is actually really good. I, I don't think it strays. I'm trying to remember the movie compared to the stage musical that I saw. I think they're pretty comparable. I think the movie did a good job of literally taking like the stage show and just making it into a film. Because okay. I know a lot of movie musicals like are significantly different from the stage shows. Like Grease, mm. super different. There's a lot of different songs in the stage version of Grease than in the movie. Mary Poppins too. Like there, yeah. there are characters who are added from the books but taken out from the movie. And like there's certain things that are adapted. The 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 order of the songs is different. They go more into depth with the dad, mm-hmm. like actually give a reason why he's such a curmudgeon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they do that for the films. I'm not sure if it's like a timing thing, like perhaps maybe if they just adapted it directly from the stage, if it would be too long. Yeah. But I always wondered why they did that. I don't know. I, it, it's, you know, obviously they have something in mind and that they want to do. But yeah, I've never understood that. Yeah. But Into the Woods did a pretty good job, I think. Hmm. And so basically this baker and his wife, they have a curse on them and they need to collect a number of items to bring to the witch so that she can break the curse and they'll be gifted with a child. And it just so happens that each of the things that they need are interconnected with the other Brothers Grimm fairy tale characters. So they need like hair is golden as corn or hair is yellow as corn which is Rapunzel. Rapunzel's hair yep the slipper that's you know glass or whatever. yep uh cow is white as milk which is jack he has a cow oh and, yeah and the the other thing too is that they i can't remember how they get the beans but the baker and his wife have the magic beans mm. that they trade jack for for his cow but they don't know that it's magic so then oh that's you know, funny that's where jack yeah. gets beans from oh yep. that's that's so then cool. the beanstalk happens and they have to deal with the giants and it's it's a really fun show the music is great 
Mm. So it debuted in San Diego at the Old Globe Theater in 1986 and then premiered on Broadway on November 5th, 1987. It won three major Tony Awards, one for Best Score, Best Book, and Best Actress in a Musical for Joanna Gleason. Nice. And that was in the year that was dominated by Phantom of the Opera. So the fact oh. that they won three Tony Awards that year was crazy. Oh, yeah. Just, just overshadowed Phantom. Yeah. Very nice. And so there's been quite a few revivals, including the 22-23 short Broadway revival, which is the one that I saw. And they performed it first at the New York City Center, and then it was so well acclaimed that they transferred it to Broadway for a short while. And, of course, a Disney movie came out, I think, in 2014. Yeah, it was So check that out as well. Yeah. But, like, the music in it, I, I had never encountered it before, so I wanted to check it out. And... My favorite of the songs in the musical is Your Fault. Oh, like, I so good. I thought that was crazy just because, like, I can only imagine how hard it was to be able to perform and keep straight. Like, you know, memorizing the words is, is difficult. Like, being able to remember your lines. But then also, you know, the it has, like, a different rhythm like it kind of goes like up and down and Mm -hmm. having to perform that while other people are reciting different parts at the same time so not getting like too focused and forgetting yours and it all has to like be clean and clear while you know three or four different people are singing at the same time and that was just like there's so much going on i'm like i i don't i don't understand how they can even still talk and not be tongue-tied right and the tempo of the song gets progressively faster it's as the so song goes. fast it goes so fast eventually like these people are like uh, speed singing at one point it's crazy that song actually gives me a <laughs> lot i have to skip that song sometimes really? if i'm feeling really anxious yeah because like i don't know i think it's just maybe the tempo of it and the fast that it gets get faster and faster increasingly get- faster makes me so anxious it just gets you makes your blood pump you're like oh my mm-hmm. god yeah, like that's it's so it's so cool because you know you're having to like follow along and you're like the swelling uh, as it's coming to like a head. It's mm-hmm. like they get I, I swear they give like rap god a run for Eminem's money. Yep, that's it's awesome. Yeah, but I love Into the Woods. It's such a good show. It's so fun. Yeah, I just, I highly, highly recommend it. If it's still touring in the U.S., I'm not sure if it is, and you can get your hands on some tickets, you should, because it would be so cool. And there's actually a Massachusetts native in the show. Oh, a local. Yes. yes, I saw her, too. She plays Little Red. Um, my cousins actually went to school with her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're friends with her. So it's it was super cool to see her on Broadway, and, and she's still touring with them. Yeah, you're like, so, oh, my God, I know her. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I know you. Like this, there's, there's I a, know you. There's a kid who from my high school. I think it was a year below me, and he played the assistant in the movie New Guy with Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, oh my oh. god! Yeah. So like, he was like in the in the same scene with Ryan Reynolds, and I was like, oh my god! No way! I know you. I had class with you. <laughs> it was really cool. That's um, so cool. But so for for mine uh, after Into the Woods. I had to be like, all right, well, Sweeney Todd's one of my favorites. I'd love to do one with Sweeney Todd, but we're Mm. saving that. So what do I put in? And so it comes into my mind where I'm like, all right, well, why don't we put in a classic heavy hitter and something that everyone would be able to appreciate and enjoy? So I decided to sub in the critically acclaimed and award-winning Les Miserables. 
Les misérables. Les... <laughs> it's incroyable. <laughs> so, that was my best French that I could do. Ha ha ha, je suis oh, croissant. That means I am croissant. <laughs> um, that's all I got. I didn't take French. I Apparently, it's a very popular language. Uh, it no, is. Number two in the world to English. So right behind us. Really? I mm-hmm. would have thought that Spanish was a second. No, nope, apparently it's French. Interesting. As far as I know. Please don't yell at yeah. me. But so, <laughs> Les Miserables, or Les Mis, which I will continue because it's French. Uh, mm-hmm. It's based off of the 19, no, wait, hold on, 100 years, 1862 novel of the same name by Victor Hugo. The original French musical premiered in Paris in 1980 with direction by Robert Hosen. I think it's Hosen. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say that it's English language adaption by producer Cameron Mackintosh with lyrics by Herbert Kretzmer has been running in London since 1985, making it the longest running musical in the West End and the second longest running musical in the world after the original off Broadway run of The Fantastics, which I also don't know because I am both uncultured and uncouth. <laughs> so for those who are not familiar with musicals and Broadway and stuff. The West End is basically like the Broadway of London. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. So there's a lot of shows that go from Broadway to West End, or there are some shows that are just in the West End that aren't on Broadway, but it's, it's, they're basically equivalent. So uh, yeah, I encountered that name a couple of times, but I don't know why I didn't, you know, dig my little feelers into it to be like, what is the West End? What is that? I just kind of went, Oh, okay. And then I continued. <laughs> but yeah, the West End, very, very popular and iconic site for shows. And being yes. a lo- the longest running musical in the West End, critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. But the plot of Les Mis, if you were as uninformed as I, Les Mis is set in 19th century France. Les Mis is the story of Jean Valjean, a French peasant, and his desire for redemption. Released in 1815 after serving 19 years in jail for stealing a loaf of bread, damn, for his sister's starving child. Mm-hmm. That's that's like Sweeney Todd, where the judge was just like, mm, you suck. That's Alan Rickman. And he <laughs> sent him to prison. Yeah. <laughs> I want your wife. Go to jail. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what is it? What is his name? What is Sweeney's name? Is it? It's. it's doesn't he have a t- actual real name? Oh, I forget. Uh, we'll remember it after this episode is finished, like the moment we press end. Mm-hmm. But uh, Valjean decides to break his parole and start a life anew after a bishop inspires him with tremendous acts of mercy. But a police inspector named Javert refuses to let him escape justice and pursues him for most of the play as France begins to split before the Paris uprising of 1832. I stole a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. one of my favorite lines in the show. I stole a lo- yeah, like that. It's just, it's just highlighting how silly. Mm-hmm. You went to jail for nothing. It's like, um, oh God, it reminds me bringing it back to Aladdin of how he steals the loaf of bread in the beginning, where he's you know one jump ahead, and then he ends mm-hmm. up giving it to the kids. It's all for. It's all. Just loves the bread. Just big. Yeah. Big baguette. Yep, big baguette people. I know. If you leave a baguette and it gets stale, you could use that as a weapon. That's true. They get Knock hard. Someone out. That's like a really, a really crispy crust. Ooh. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Mm. <laughs> I want a baguette now. Yeah, let's pause. I'm going to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so the 
as popular as Les Mis is, apparently the reviews were really negative. <laughs> like no way. Yeah, by critics. So the, it's it's kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, where like you'll go on and you'll see, oh wow, this movie is amazing. It, it gets a ninety nine percent by critics, and then people were like, that movie was actually dog shit. Like I don't know why I went to see that. Why did people say it was good? Mm. So it's kind of like that, where it's like the, the audience reaction versus the critics is like two different things so mm. critics were super negative but public opinion was com- was on the other side uh the box office received record orders for the shows damn yeah for for its time so the production opened uh march 12th 1987 and ran until may 18th of 2003 closing after 6680 performances which is damn yeah. Okay. I'm going to get out my calculator because that is just, that is a number. Like, what is it? 2003, 2003 minus 1987. That is 16 years of performances from Les Mis just straight. Damn. That's nuts. That is, that is nuts. But so at the time of its closing, it was the second longest running musical uh, in Broadway history. As of 2022, it remains the sixth longest Broadway show. The show was nominated for 12 Tony Awards, 12 of them, which Mm. it won eight of them. For what? I did not write that down, but it had that is a lot of Tonys. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. But there's so much music in it. It's such a long play. It literally has 33 numbers. Which is just forever. I think Les Mis might be considered an opera, if I am not mistaken. Because really? I think for a, I think for a show to be considered an opera, it is completely music. Like all of the dialogue and stuff is mm. just in the songs. Like Rent is considered a rock opera because there's no dialogue except in it's just straight music the whole time. There's no there's no breaks for dialogue. It's just we yeah. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. So I think Les Mis might be considered an, op- an opera, but I don't quote me on that because I might be wrong. Yeah, because I know, I know there like is very like there there is dialogue, but is it maybe it's just like because it's overshadowed or there's way more music than dialogue? Okay. Yeah. That's it's that's a lot though. I like literally last night. I thought it was funny is because. And I think it's funny when we like, we we don't tell each other that we're editing and like adding stuff to the document. We just like bump into each other. Like I'll be typing and then just like (laughs) what I'm doing, you'll just be like, hello in all caps. So I was like in the middle of listening to the Les Mis soundtrack. And then I just see like big, bold letters like, hello, how are you? (laughs) Uh, I like when I can see like what you're typing. It's just like the Cause your name for some reason on my Google doc is pink and mine's green. So I just see like, like the pink mouse is just typing away. I'm like, oh, Jonathan's here. <laughs> yeah, because it's. I think it, I think that's just how it works. Because yours is is pink for me, and I think it's fun. It's it's the same thing because I'm watching your thoughts happen like on the page actively. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but it's also like a ghost. Like you're like, yeah. what what do you want, spirit? And Sam is over here like. I fucking love into the woods. And I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That was spot on. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, spring awakening is dope. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) So some of the best songs, in my opinion, was number one, Bring Him Home. Like the absolute 
like performance, like pinnacle performance, especially in the 25th anniversary version by Alfie Bow is crazy just because mm-hmm. it gives like a full spectrum of his vocal range like it goes from like very light like almost whispered falsetto into like very like an opera like very powerful and deep and like just the way his his voice like swells and like he's singing by himself it's it's so cool so i watched a video and according to watch mojo bring him home is among the hardest broadway songs to sing because quote Mm. the song requires impeccable control from the moment it starts with its strong sustained notes and quiet passion that grows into an agonizing plea yeah it's just it is it is so much It it is so much it's a gorgeous song though oh my god yeah it's well just because it's sort of juxtaposed to some of the other songs in the in the play like especially you know do you hear the people sing where like there's like everyone sort of like the rising action of the you know the people no no no. i'm thinking of one day more which is my, my second one but like do you hear the people sing is where there's there's a bunch of people singing like at the same time layering over each other that mm-hmm. i thought was really cool and then it's literally just alfie bow in on stage just like to the audience with his arms spread it's it's it was really awesome but Ooh, gives me chills i know uh then there's one day more which it is the most lame is song about lame <laughs> it's yeah it's really cool because it provides you all of the per- different perspectives the day before the uprising and you know the revolution uh what was it the paris uprising of 1830 something and so you're hearing from all these different characters and it starts out like low and then as again rises into this like heightening action so it's a super impressive piece because like it has like motifs melodies counter melodies uh from who i am and i dreamed a dream all sung in counterpoint and i learned Mm -hmm. what counterpoint was because it's an art or technique of setting, writing, or playing a melody or melodies in conjunction with another according to fixed rules. We, like the characters are, are doing the two different songs like together from different locations and it comes together to f- uh, form one thing. Right. And like Eponine sings about, oh my God, what's his name? The boy, the boy that she loves. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that, that song. Marius. Was, that, that was a, that was in the running for, for mm-hmm. one of my favorites but it just, oh that's a good one it just got beat out but yeah one day more it just goes from like quiet and somber and hopeful to like trumpets and shouts like that's another song where it's like it just it wakes you up and like you're you're there like with them for the song and it's just it's i don't know it gets me it gets me going mm-hmm. the huge chord at the end is oh it gives me chills every time like right before like the right before the big chord they go one day day. but the music like the instrumental like ceases and it's just like oh the most beautiful harmonies i've ever heard and then the the instruments come back in and it's like like you said this huge like choir oh my god it's gorgeous especially in the movie version it's i really love the movie version of this oh yeah i even i think i don't remember what episode i talked about it but like choirs doesn't matter if it's all male choir whatever gospel like in 
Hercules. I love choir. And for that to like all come together. And that's amazing. I, I really like mm-hmm. that. But then number three, I dreamed a dream. I dreamed a dream, which is one of mm. arguably one of the most iconic, just because I first encountered the song with Susan Boyle on uh, UK's Got Talent. Do you, have you seen I that? I remember her. Yes. Yeah. Very, very sweet little woman. And mm-hmm. they, you know, didn't think that she could do it. They didn't know what she was doing there. And she performed My Dream to Dream. And it was just wonderful because it just, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And so that was mm-hmm. that was my first encounter with it. And so for them to, for, for me to be able to hear it, like performed on Broadway, it was like a totally different beast because it's like certain parts of it is really cool because you know there's the part with like the rising vibrato you know when she does like as they turned your dreams to shame i Mm. i wanted to highlight that i think that was excellent there's the line like the last line where she says now life has killed the dream i dreamed which is like very it's so it's like a heartbreaking like just being crushed by the weight of life and like your expectations are dashed so sad and then also the lines, uh, what was it? There was a time it all went wrong to its desperate, angry, sort of like, I had a dream my life would be so different from this hell I'm living. So it's like sad about her life and then like vindictive of like where, where her situation currently is. Oh, that line makes me cry so much. Wounds me. Wounds oh. me. Um, and, oh man! And then I also linked there's a there's a Key and Peele sketch about Les Mis, which I just thought was fun. It is called what is it called? Oh, it's literally just called Les Mis. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a Key there's a Key and Peele sketch about it, which is really funny, and it kind of highlights like all the characters singing and talking over each other. It's really great. <laughs> oh, I love Les Mis. That movie made me have a panic attack though i i just so I, definitely check the trigger warnings of that one because it's intense i liked it i i watched it for hugh jackman because i think he's great mm-hmm. cool guy and Anne hathaway is great in it as well oh yeah and hathaway yes oh i loved her she did she's a lot of good movies i think she uh, i liked her in witches alice in wonderland and what's the is it the princess diaries the princess diaries yes yeah. she makes all the moose oh, boys go ah. so good mm-hmm. <laughs> so good so so good great love Anne hathaway oh me too but what is our number three our number three is one that i have chosen which is west side story boy boy silly boy boy get cool boy <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, I, I've I've been aware of the of West Side Story for a while. Is that with the sharks and the jets? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Where they like come snapping out of alleyways, like they dance fight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My brother actually was in this musical when he was like five or six. Oh, who did yeah. he play? He was one of the little. He was one of the little jets. Oh, baby. And my yeah. cousin was a little shark, and they were like ran around and like chased each other on on the stage. They were like, "Where are the jets? Where are the sharks?" And they like ran. Oh, that's it cute. was so cute. But that's where I really that's where I really fell in love with the musical. I must have been like maybe four or something. So I've been a fan of this musical for a while, for a long time. Hey, I mm-hmm. I gotta tell Derek the next time I see him. Once you're a jet, you're a jet for life. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So West Side Story is a musical by Jerome Robbins with music by Leonard Bernstein, lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, and a book by Arthur Lorenz. And I just realized that I put two Sondheim musicals in here. So oopsies. Sam really likes Sondheim. I really like Sondheim. I can't help it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't apologize. (laughs) Thank you. But West Side Story is inspired by William Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet. The story is set in the mid-1950s on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City, then a multiracial blue-collar neighborhood. Wait, Sam, is that where you live? I live in the Upper East Side. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm just like across the park from them. do Do you guys hate the Upper West Side? Do you guys fight? Yeah. No, I just gotta imagine like you guys like you'd like descend from like a fire escape, someone like bursts out of a trash can, and then you're just like all coming at each other. <laughs> Snapping. Yeah. yeah. Sam's like, I'm just trying to get to work. <laughs> Please move out of my way. <laughs> Please. I gotta get out of this dance number. Yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Oh my god. Yes. So there's a rivalry. Ri- rivalry. It's a big rivalry between the Bowos. Yes. <laughs> it's a big rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, which are two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. The Sharks, who are recent migrants from Puerto Rico, and the Jets, who are white, vie for dominance of the neighborhood, and the police try to keep the order. Represent PR. That's me. Ooh, you know, I when I was a kid, I was like, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. But then when I got older, I realized that the Jets are fucking asshole racist people. Yeah, they're the villains. The they're the bad guys. Yeah, they're, the Jets are literally terrible. Yeah, exactly. They literally just want to run them out of town because they're Puerto Rican. It's yeah, they're horrendous. Like, they're like, hey, buddy, you're a different color than I am. Where do you come from, Puerto Rico? I don't know what that is. Get out of here literally that's all the jets are it's horrifying (laughs) oh my god yeah with like that lens on the movie you're like oh oh no oh no no jets even the most recent movie that came out in 2020 i was watching it and i was like jesus christ the jets are terrible yeah (laughs) they're always super racist but it it takes place in the 50s so you're like i get it it's bad but i know i see why they think that because right too many people were racist back then right yeah and they thought that racism was cool and it's not no it's actually for fools oh got him yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the young protagonist of the story is tony who is based off of romeo a former member of the jets and best friend of the gang's leader whose name is riff but Tony falls in love with Maria, who is the sister of Bernardo, who is the leader of the Sharks. And just like in Romeo and Juliet with the Montagues and the whatever the other family's name is, the Jets and the Sharks obviously have that same sort of rivalry. So it's very much like, you can't love him, Maria. And she's like, but I love but Daddy, him. Daddy, I love him. <laughs> Daddy, I love him. He can't keep us but away. Daddy, I love him. <laughs> But the original 1957 Broadway production, directed and choreographed by Robbins, marked Sondheim's Broadway debut. It ran for 732 performances before going on tour. The production was nominated for six Tony Awards, including Best Musical in 1958, and it won two. Ah, Sondheim. Big winner. Big winner. The show had an ever longer running West End production, a number of revivals, and an international production. The classic. A 19. 19- yeah, such a classic. A 
1961 musical film adaptation co-directed by Robert Wise and Robbins, starred Natalie Wood and Richard Boehmer. The film was nominated for 11 Academy Awards and won 10, including Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And there was also a recent 20, oh, sorry, I said 2020, but it's actually a 2021 film adaptation directed by Steven Spielberg, which starred Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler. The film was also nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture, along with six additional nominations, winning one Oscar. Shit, people love West Side Story. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I just I just wonder, like, what the translations are from certain things from, like, the original Romeo and Juliet to West Side Story. Because don't doesn't don't they both die? Yeah. Is that the case for West Side Story? Um, no. Okay. Tony, Tony. Well, I spoiler alert. Tony dies. No, not Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony. But it's like a similar thing because it's like Maria's. So Bernardo is killed by Riff. Okay. And Bernardo's girlfriend, Anita, tells Maria that Tony died and she's like no how could this happen so then she threatens to like kill herself or whatever yeah and then turns out tony was actually alive oh. and then this other guy winds up killing tony in front of maria i'm on a roller like, coaster how right could now this happen i know it's crazy the ups and the downs it is really crazy that is the, I, but yeah i feel like i've gone on a full journey i feel like we need to take a break because my heart is beaten <laughs> Oh, that is so awesome. there was, yeah, it's such a cool show. It's so fun too. And I just love the music, but there was actually supposed to be a 2020 Broadway revival, but it got shut down because of COVID Oh, and yeah, it did not reopen. And it was supposed to be like a, like a new retelling. I think it was sort of, instead of like fifties themed, it was like very modern, mm. But the show's lead producer, Scott Rudden, actually announced in April of 2021 that he was going to be stepping back from active roles in his Broadway productions because he came under fire for a long history of bullying his employees. Oh, come on, bro. I've heard some not great things about him. Yeah. So I think that was part of the reason why it wound up not reopening. But dang, COVID. Damn. Would have been a good show. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two, like we said, there are two West Side Story movies, the 1961 version and the 2021 versions directed by Sondheim, not Sondheim, geez, Spielberg, too many S names. So all the, the all old the, movie is... All the S names, all the Ias, like, like Maria, Benedita, her, his friend Riff, and oh, so many names. Tony's, so many names, so many names. So the old movie is heavily criticized for good reason mm-hmm. for casting Natalie Wood, who is a white woman to play Maria, who is Latina. So yeah. And then the new movie but, yeah. is Ca- also heavily criticized for good reason for Ansel Elgort, who has been numerously accused of sexual assault. Oh. So between casting a white woman to play a Latina woman in the old movie and casting a predator to play the lead in the new movie, the movies don't have a great rap. They do unfortunately. not. Unfortunately, no. And then the, which is the new yeah the new movie is the one from twenty twenty one. Yeah, it did have some good numbers in there though. Yeah, yeah, like it did. I, I was. 
I think it was as you were typing this last night that I think I came in and I noticed that you were like down in West Side Story. So then that's when I like I was like putting my little my little comments in like down here where I was <laughs> like, what is that? I've never listened to it. And then I was like, ooh, like, yeah. So what are your what are your what are your favorites? My favorite songs, my first, my number one favorite is A Boy Like That, which is a song sung by Anita and Maria mm. after Bernardo was killed. And it's, oh my God, it's so good. It's sort of like, um, like One Day More in Les Mis, where it's like the two of them kind of going like back to back and there's a lot of like overlap. First of all, the song is just like insane. Mm-hmm to sing it's super fast the time signature is wacky <laughs> and it's just like especially maria's part goes it's such a high register it is like impossible to sing it is so crazy unless you have like a but, similar range to hers it would, it would be hard right but it's such a good song and the scene itself is so so heartbreaking because they're sort of like they've always had this close relationship and then in this scene they're sort of like screaming at each other mm-hmm. and it's just oh my gosh it's so good it just it gives me chills every time but the range for both of them is crazy and the emotion portrayed is just so intense right well because like literally you said that like they thought he died he didn't die but then he really did so right it's like to be like up and down where you're like, oh, okay, cool. I've already grieved it. Oh no, now it's real. Right, yeah. Cause in the the lyrics in the beginning, Anita says to Maria, a boy like that will kill your brother. Forget that boy and find another. And Maria's like, no, but daddy, I love him. <laughs> it's just her the whole movie going, no, I love him. <laughs> We're from two different worlds. Yeah, huh. but my other favorite song is cool which which is sung by oh yes it's so fun it's riff and two of the other jets members i don't know their names and also tony and it's when the scene is basically like tony is telling riff that he doesn't want to be a part of the rumble because he loves maria and he doesn't want to fight her family and they don't they shouldn't fight the sharks right exactly he he wouldn't be accepted after that if he's like trying to get with the girl and then they're like well you killed one of my friends so no right yeah and riff was sort of like bro what happened to you you used to be a jet you done change bitch yeah Yeah. love (laughs) makes you do crazy things even not want to just go fight people for no reason yeah but if they're all all them in the parking garage super cool oh i love it the dance number in this one is so sick too i haven't seen the stage version in a long time but in the movie version, at least the newer one, because I haven't seen the old one either in a long time, the dance number is really cool. I see. I'm watching. I'm, and you, I'm like, I'm like checking it out right now at the at the same time, and it's like, you know, like them them doing like their like dance number, like the girls and the guys are paired up, like lots of like, and it's really crazy to see because of like, I don't know if I want to call it like acrobatics. But like, like a lot of like twisting and like jumping and like leaps like through mm-hmm. the air. Like it's it's very dance heavy. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which is so fun. I love you. more more. I would say more so than, you know, more more so than the, than the lyrics. It really like mm-hmm. a, a lot of the feeling is illustrated through the dance. 
For sure. Oh my god. But I liked it. I mean, you know, the in cool like the hi hats at like the beginning where he's like telling him like, you know, cool like where the you know the boy boy. It's like that boy like, boy, boy crazy, crazy boy. boy. <laughs> Stay cool, boy. Yeah, like the hi hats, like it gives the song a sense of trepidation that anything could happen. Because he's telling mm-hmm. him that you changed and you should do this, but it's also kind of like gauging his reaction to it. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you with us or are you against us? So, right. And then the execution of the instruments is super sharp, like the clarinet, the trumpet, like the drums, really cool. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's one of the, that's one of my favorite songs. It was such a good one. Mm-hmm. My other favorite is tonight, but the quintet version. I mean, I like the original tonight as well, but tonight quintet, and I like it because it is in the wackiest time signature <laughs> ever. It's like, oh god, and I have tried countless times to count this. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the time signature is. It's. The jets are gonna na 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 and then it's like in seven. but then it goes back to four. It's it's crazy. It is not the not the not the the balcony one, but like when when they're on the they're on the roof. Yes. Yeah, like the quick the quick version. That's I think it's the jets. It's the jets and the sharks who sing it. Not the Maria and Tony version, although that one is beautiful as well. Yeah, like I'm listening to it right now. Like it's just like it's like very like up like upbeat. Like you know, it's like you know, like it's like but it's mm-hmm. but the, the way that their lyrics sort of like change it up at certain points. It's like it's really weird. And I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say it's like discordant and like out of step with like the rest of the play. But it's like it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's such a good one. I also saw that you put um, G Officer Krupke as one, and that it. was one of my favorite songs growing up. It's I it's love that so, song. It's so fun. G Officer Krupke, you know, when they're in the office, like, I don't know if they're waiting for him to get back or whatever, but like they're in his police like precinct in his office, and they're doing their dance number. They're trashing it. They're throwing like papers all around. And, you know, they're because they're talking about, you know, how their life is tragic. Don't send me to jail. And it's put in a really funny way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretending to be the judge. They're pretending to be Krupke. They're being themselves. And it's it's funny, but it's very sad because yeah. it's like, you know, there's like to what they're saying is that there's truth to it like they're being honest like hey these bad things happen to me don't send me to jail officer krupke <laughs> no but i'm very depressed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's like no nah, this actually affected me please don't send me to jail <laughs> and then he comes in at the uh, end and they're like all right see ya here's your hat they're Bye. like gee officer krupke krup you. you let him swear let him cuss yeah let him say fuck you yeah but then he's just like, oh, as his whole place is destroyed. I love it. Yeah. And such a good one. Ah, oh, Officer Krupke. Great, great song. Look at that. You've reached the end of the episode. You might be thinking there's more content to be had, and there is. This week, we split our recording session into two parts. And next week, we're going to be going over the musicals Jersey Boys, Fiddler on the Roof, and Mary Poppins. 
time kind of got away from us this time, but that just means more content for you, more stuff for you to listen to. Isn't that exciting? You can find us on Beso Profundo Podcast on Instagram, Beso Profundo underscore on Twitter, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Like, comment, give us five stars, tell us what you think. Hope you love it. We love it too. Goodbye. <laughs>